You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hello, Sewing and Growing faithful. We're glad you're back and welcome to some new listeners. I believe with our guest and him sharing it, we're going to have some new listeners. Maybe from down south, maybe from the bayou, you're going to find out real quick <laughs> that this brother has a different accent than yes. Pastor Jonathan and myself. Yeah. We are in the room at the table with Don Rebull. Welcome, Don. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad yeah. to be a part of your podcast. and. Um, yes, I do have a different accent, so if you guys don't understand me, ask me to repeat something, okay? <laughs> yes, ask. sir. I enjoy your accent, and I just want to say this. <laughs> we have a tendency to like to put on accents, so we may start unintentional. unintentional, subconsciously put on a little kite. Yeah, we, I can't do we it, adapt but the we adapt. Yeah, so I mean, this is my normal accent, but like where I'm from, it might sound something more like this, <laughs> you know, like... I went, I shoot me a deer like that, me. Shoot me you know, a deer yeah, like so that. I'm not going to speak like that. And I think uh, <laughs> All right. I'll just use my uh, Louisiana Rado accent. You know, Louisiana kind of, Rado. Yeah, I've kind of got it all in there now. Nice. Before you talk about yourself, I have one question. I need to, I need to, I need to remember what the name is called. Okay. Tony Satchitori's Creole Seasoning. Or slap your mama. <laughs> I already have an answer for okay. you. Or slap your mama. So it's not Tony Crocatillo's. <laughs> no, can I, guess, can I say it? Tony Sashery. Tony Sashery. Uh, it wasn't either of what we said. Tony Cockroach. <laughs> Tony Cockroach. Okay. Which one? Um, easy. You know what I'm talking about? Slap your mama, right? Man, you know I have ties to the Tony Sashery's people. I used to duck hunt with those guys. So Okay. Um, another story for another time, man. And uh, slap your mama, though. I could tell you the only two seasonings that I have from Louisiana in my pantry are both of those. So they're <laughs> I, both I got, And they're both, both different. You're going to have yeah. different flavors. So it's it's I, I like both. It depends Mr. on what Rebel, I'm eating. Mr. that's I a need, very political answer. I We're going to need you to pick one <laughs> over the other. I'm serious, though. I'm dead serious. I'm ending. I'm, right. so, I'm stopping the recording. Okay. Tony Sashery's. Yes. Uh, okay. Every day. I'm still Just stopping because that's the answer I didn't like. It, it goes across so any food versatile. base. Right. It's very I versatile. Mama, we travel to the Bahamas. We take Tony Sashery's. We travel, you know, okay. wherever we go, we take it with us. little me, packs. I have packs this big. Let me paint a scenario for you. Do you like mac and cheese? With Tony Sashery's on top. Uh, yes. <laughs> I thought. I was going to say, Tony Sashery's, <laughs> the Creole seasoning, I think, put that in some chicken noodle soup. I think that's really good. Yes. But if you want the spice, Tony's doesn't have any spice. They There's no spice. different Tony's, they though. Spice so the spicy Tony's yeah. over Slap Your Mama? Yeah. Just so then original. why do you even have Slap Your Mama in your pantry? Um, Let's see. So I like Slap Your Mama on eggs. Me too. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for this aggressive. I like slap your mama on French fries. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, there we go. So, okay. Welcome to the podcast. Let well, me confront you. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of how it went, but that's just because we have a good relationship yeah. with you, Mr. Rebo. We'll yeah. just jump in and yeah. go right to seasonings and which one you like better. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then start off at your testimony? I know you could go on for a long time, but an abbreviated version of your testimony. Well, uh, I'm Don Rebol. I live, been living in Newcastle, Colorado here now for a little over three years. Uh, from, born and raised in Louisiana, raised on a small island, actually. Uh, my nice. dad was a commercial uh, shrimper. And then I went off to college and um, stayed in Lafayette, Louisiana for over 20 years. I still have a business base there and um, was saved in 2015 um, 
by a sermon uh, live in Lafayette by a guy we know very well, John Bevere. Oh, wow. And, uh, and since then, it's been a radical uh, save. Uh, I was saved radically and um, really got into uh, faith. I was really big on the faith and trying to understand it because before then I was basically raised Catholic, um, but somewhat agnostic. So okay. I, the faith part was magic to me, um, and and uh, I really dug into it. And being that we're Christians, we believe that the word is 100% true, and therefore I've implemented all of that scripture into my faith, whether it's finances, marriage, hunting. That's what um, we're going to get in today. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it just makes me think of the verse in the New Testament and the Old Testament. An Old Testament verse that comes into the New Testament, the just shall live by faith. So it should be in every part of our life. Yeah. So this is the podcast of the faith hunt. So tell us where the faith hunt came from and kind of how it's had a demonstration in your life. Yeah. So at this point, there have been multiple faith hunts, um, faith hunts, faith by fishing. But I was handed a book that was written by Gary Cassie out of Ohio called The Faith Hunt before I was saved. It sat in my nightstand for almost two years. Rachel had kind of read it from what I believe, and then I read it as an unsaved um, believer. And to me, it just wasn't true. It wasn't real. This stuff could never really work. Um, once I was saved... I reread the book and you know, you know how it is. You could read scripture over and over and God's oh, yeah. going to reveal some things to you. So the faith hunt book was what really put me, um, planted the seed for me in my Christianity and my belief. And from there I took it into a small group, um, started doing a small group for men being God's man, where we talked about, um, you know, how it was to be a father, what God, what it meant uh, for God, uh, you know, our duties as a husband, how, what do we fear as men and how do we conquer that fear, right? Because that's, that's from the devil. And many men fear providing for their families, providing for their kids and things like that. And one part of that small group was the faith part and the faith hunt. And the, the small group would culminate with this hunt that we would uh, do. So we prepared for 12 weeks, which is fun. You know, um, I believe all men should hunt, um, you know, and, and do those things. One of the I ahead. feel attacked. I am not we fulfilling part of my purpose because I'm not currently hunting. But exactly. I'm not against it. But you need to come me because that's half of these guys had never touched a gun really? before. And that was my whole purpose when the Lord spoke to me about doing this was a lot of guys didn't grow up with fathers taking them hunting or taking them yeah. in the outdoors or maybe didn't have a father, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, the Bible says in Genesis 27 3, now therefore please take your weapons your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me. It's so like, that's God asking you, please. And he's telling you to go hunt and it's not for you. It's for him. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like yeah. I need to be an archer. Yeah. Hey, Take out I, my quiver. Does <laughs> pheasant hunting count? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Then I'm absolutely. a hunter. Absolutely. Cause I've gone pheasant hunting more absolutely. than yet. three times. I'm not a hunter yet, Don. So a lot of the guys haven't touched guns. So, so we go through hunter safety, how mm. to use guns, which adds to the, you know, uniqueness of the group. And uh, so what we did was, uh, if you'd like me to get into the hunt itself. Yeah, let's do it. Yes, sir. All right. So um, we, have a, we have a photo here. Yeah, that we have a photo I brought, and I wanted to be correct with it. So it was in uh, October 27th of 2017 was one of the groups that I had. I had five guys that went into the forest. 
And I explained to them about faith hunt. I'd given them all a book. We, we went through tons of scripture with faith. And the evening before we left out into the woods, God had told me I needed to sow my seed. I always sow a financial seed towards that, and I can get into detail on that later on. But when I was sitting in my office at my house, it was one of the loudest times that I ever heard God. It wasn't audible, but it was just distinct and very firm. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting down writing my, my seed, my financial seed in faith for our group, not just for me, but for our group. Wow. So you're not just sowing for your future. You were sowing for somebody else's future experience. That's right. Because these guys, when I showed them the video in that one week session of the 12 week deal, a lot of them were just in doubt about, Hey, I heard of faith for healing and I've heard of faith for finances, but for hunting, isn't that being a little too selfish? You know, those kind of things. So um, I was sitting down writing this check uh, out and this seed. And in the memo, I learned to be very specific. Um, and, and so I start to write and I'm going to write, okay, there's five hunters. I'm just going to call out and receive because I'm receiving. I'm not asking. I'm receiving. I, I'm, I'm calling it in faith. You plant a seed with the expectation of a harvest, but you're being specific on what you're harvesting from your seed. That's right. Because in the natural we we ask for something, but in, in the spiritual, we've already received it before we've received it in the spiritual before yeah. we've received it in the natural. The things right? which are yeah. seen were made from so things. So I'm that doing are this and I'm right and I'm about to write five deer for our group. And God says, No, I want you to be more specific. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> these guys don't even trust me, and here I am doing this. God, you're gonna have to show off. And I start writing four deer, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do an eight-point buck. And if anybody, these are whitetail. Most people have never killed a seven-point buck. It's just so odd. And I'm going to write an eight-point buck, and God says, no. I want you to write four deer and one seven-point buck. I want you to be super specific. So pressure on me. (laughs) Uh, I write it down. I pray over it, and and I'll read it to you. you I got a picture of the check in front of you. Yeah, so I'm going to read it to you. It's four deer and one seven-point buck for October 26th through the 29th of 2017, small group of Don, Wes, Logan, Brian, and Dwayne. So How do you fit that all on the memo? I want to know. <laughs> you must have oh, yeah. seven he, he, points. My eyes are working really good reading this he, right he now. He had to curve it up and then around well, wait. the... So, so the what, what you can't see, I'll show you guys here. I just yeah. read what... But then on the top of that seven-point book, I put or more. I or actually more. squeeze that in, right? So... We um, we get out on this trip, and we backpack into the woods, the forest, uh, pine forest, set up tent. Uh, a couple of guys hadn't made it there yet, and I just specifically remember giving Dwayne, who had never hunted before, um, my gun and showed him, you know, he had known how to use it. And I walked him back in the woods and helped him set up his blind. And I said, Dwayne, you know, you have some acorn trees here, probably some deer. I'm going to head back to the tent, which is about a half a mile to a mile up, get my gear, and then go. So I'm walking back down this trail that I'd made with all my gear, and I hear Dwayne whistle, and I can't find him. He's so... He's really blinded. He's He's in the blind. He he (laughs) took it to the next level, okay? (laughs) Like, he was was in like a hole, a foxhole. I mean, he he was covered up. And I can't see him, and I just hear him. And finally, I spot him, and I got all my gear on my back, and I'm like, 
he's stop, stop. He's telling me to stop. You know, I'm like, what? He goes, a deer. So I'm like, shoot it. <laughs> shoot it. So he shoots and misses and the deer runs off. Dwayne. Oh. So now, Dwayne, you were really building that up and I so, got disappointed. So Dwayne misses his deer and <laughs> I set up my blind and I'm like, thank you, Lord. That's one deer, right? Because God had brought it to us. We weren't prepared. Hey, you got to execute on the opportunity That's God right. provides for you. That's right. So I started having, right from that moment, within an hour of being there, well, this happens. And we're in a public land, national forest, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I get back that night. We get everyone set up. And the next day, I tell, next morning, I tell Brian, here's my crossbow. Because I was out of weapons. Like, I had to keep, let <laughs> I had to let these guys use whatever <laughs> we had. So I, I send Brian and Dwayne spot, and we walk around, and the morning hunt's over, and um, we walk back to the camp, and there's Brian. Watch this, guys. Brian says, "Man, I missed a deer." I said, "You got to be kidding me." So Dwayne misses, and then Brian misses. Brian misses a deer with my crossbow. Now wait, when I wrote this seed, no one knows about it. I took a picture on my phone and didn't tell anyone. Okay. So. Brian says, I missed a deer. And I said, what did you miss? And he says, a seven-pointer. Oh, my goodness. He does not know. Which no is one a knows. very rare animal. Very rare animal. And yeah. I'm like, Lord, he missed it. How am I going <laughs> to explain to this group that you've done fulfilled almost half of our seed in the first basically yeah. 24 hours? He missed it. And I said, okay, I got to figure this out. So I'm like, Brian, how far was a deer? Because, number one, I don't know how he counted seven points. Usually yeah. when deer yeah, come in. close. Yeah. So he says 20 yards. I'm like, goodness. from 20 yards. Yeah. Hey, you guys needed some more time at the range. That's all I'm going <laughs> to well, say. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you keep in mind, I'm the only coach on this deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Brian gets, he says, I said, Brian, where's 20 yards? And he points to a tree. And then I said, yeah, that's 20 yards. So I was like, so how did you miss? <laughs> Where did the arrow go? He said, it fell at the deer's feet. I said, no way. Wow. So I grabbed the crossbow and I said, can you load this crossbow up for me? So he cocks Ooh. it back and he shoves his arrow in. And when he shoves the arrow in, I noticed he didn't shove his arrow all the way back. So ah. essentially the bow dry fired. But in my head, okay, somehow in a day and a half, I'm going to have to explain at the campfire that this seed was fulfilled. It's half, almost halfway filled now, right? <laughs> but you missed a deer. <laughs> you know? Boys, the deer. Boys, God did his part. Faithful. You failed on your part. That's right. So... <laughs> the next morning comes, uh, that was the morning. That even comes around, and lo and behold, Wes fills two tags. He boom. actually, boom, we have two two does down. We bring them back to the, the tent. And um, the next morning, which is our last morning, we go out. We're still a seven-pointer shot, but in my head, we only one deer shot because the two misses, right? the two kills, the seven-pointer is filled. We're going to get one deer. There's five hunters out there. Well, Lo and behold, day breaks. I have a deer that comes 15 yards from me. I take her out, harvest her. And I'm like, praise the Lord. And I have this on film. I was like, praise the Lord. Got this done. But I got to explain to these people. And I'm like, God, you can do this. And not 20 minutes later, I see something coming through the woods. I mean, running fast, moving around. I see it has antlers. It's coming about 70 yards from me. I yell at it. It stops. I shoot. It had horns. <laughs> didn't know how many. It falls. Call it a check shot. You know, I knew yeah. it was legal. I'll check the points <laughs> later. <laughs> so, 
and uh, I walked up to the the animal and I counted uh, the seven points. At that moment, wow. I actually, I actually broke down. Wow. It was just an emotional breakdown of how faithful God is in that moment. Now, Even keep in mind, we, we, we still have four deer actually mm-hmm. dead, and um, not thirty minutes after that, it was like I was in a zoo. I mean, they I know, animals, I'm like, this sounds like a video game. They were walking, and we're in national forest. Deer walking all around me. Uh, and then we went ahead and harvested a fifth deer. So is this Even picture you see? after the misses. After the misses. Wow. And uh, so we have the seven-pointer and the four does um, down, and our faith hunt was filled. And your uh, story gets really interesting here. Um, as the guys gathered around, you know, we all texted each other, you know, phones. <laughs> Great thing to have nowadays. We uh, <laughs> used to have walkie-talkies, and you get out of range, you can't hear the guy, you know. So everybody huddles around, and, I, I look at Logan, and Logan, I know Logan's going to be listening to this I know story. Logan. You've met Logan. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so Logan, lo, yeah, he, Logan's been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Logan walks up to the buck, and I'm like, hey, count the points on this deer's head. And he's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. None of, nobody's seen the seed, right? I said, Brian, uh, count the points on that deer's head. And I, so I basically asked all of them. They're all like, what? so what's the big deal? So everybody get down. So I'd already thanked God and prayed over the deer by myself. You know, I had it on video. It was really cool, cool thing. And they all gathered around, and I shared the seed with them on my phone. I said, this was written on, you know, three days ago. I want to show you about the faith hunt, how faithful God can be, not only because you guys didn't have the faith, but God had imparted it to me to have the faith for you, just like when the healing of uh, the Samaritan's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was healed from his faith, right? When he sent God, uh, Jesus to, to do yeah. so. So anyway, these guys were able to see um, the fruit of me sowing a seed yeah. for the faith of the faith hunt. And since then, it's gotten really, really good. We went back the next year uh, with another group. Logan co-led with me. And lo and behold, um, we had, uh, we filled our seed. Wow. Um, and this one of the, it was only three deer. We had a doe, an eight pointer and a three pointer. And, uh, within the first hour, that second year, we had, uh, Jacob had shot the doe and then Adam had shot an eight pointer and Logan sent me a text. Did you sow another seed for a doe and eight pointer? And I said, absolutely. Wow. I said, we have one more deer left, you know? Check. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I didn't know, so I didn't know exactly. Uh, when Jacob went out to shoot that deer the second year, he had brought his book with him. Uh huh. And I told Jacob, I said, "Man, that spot you picked is really not a good spot. It's up in the pine trees. Really, not a lot of deer there." And he said, "No, that's where God told me to go." Praise so, God. so he gets up, he starts walking out to the stand. He tells us, and it's dark. He's got his headlight on, and as he gets to his climbing stand, he sees some eyes in the forest. Yeah. Deer. So he gets up on this climber, makes, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever used a deer climber, but a deer climber makes yeah. a ton of noise. Yes. He gets up on his climber, turns his headlight on to read his book. He looks, and the eyes are still down there. Wow. <laughs> so Deer in the thicket. So I'm down in the bottom <laughs> area, and it gets daybreak, and he shoots three times within, like, five ten minutes and i'm like oh my gosh how many deer is he killing like did i does he know <laughs> does he not know that there's two a day you know for this yeah. and um 
Then Adam shoots, of course, that eight-pointer. But when we got back, the story was Jacob said, well, daybreak came. I was reading my book and reading scripture, and I the deer was still there. I shot at its head. It kind of ran around for a second. It came back. <laughs> he said, I shot at its head again, and I missed again. <laughs> and he said, I knew this time I had to just shoot it in the body. And so the third shot was, you know, they just stay there. And anybody that hunts whitetail, that really doesn't happen. Yeah. Wow. Why man. would you shoot a deer in the head? To save the meat. Okay. You oh, could yeah. eat 100% of it. Right. Yeah, because we're using high power. He was using a high powered rifle, which on a whitetail, a little smaller than a mule deer, what we have here in Colorado. A little so. tastier, though, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I've never eaten a mule deer, I've only heard. I do not like venison. Too much sagebrush out here. Sorry. Is that what it is? That's what I've heard. Yeah. I'm not a hunter, so don't take my word for it, but get a second opinion. That's awesome. Praise God. So what would you say to somebody? Obviously, you said all men should hunt. That's a strong statement. I'm willing to get on board with that. I wouldn't mind hunting. But what about the person who isn't currently a hunter and is like, whoa, that's a lot of death. That's a lot of animals. What does that have to do with me? That's cool that God worked through you on a faith hunt. But what about their everyday life and faith? Maybe they're at a different spot. What would you encourage them with? Maybe they're not to the spot where they'll go out with (laughs) you, Don, on the next faith hunt. But how would you encourage them? Um, I would encourage encourage them just to to pray about it and grasp hold of, I know they would have heard maybe stories from friends. There's been times when I went through uh, having a hard time to harvest. I don't, I don't like to say kill. I use the word harvest, harvest an animal. Um, But the um, chemistry and the um, community of a group of men becoming men and learning to go out in the forest and, even uh, one guy came with us the last, uh, second year named Kim. Kim didn't even hunt, but he came, right? Mm-hmm. And he and we got to do some manly things and twiddle wood and build a cross and things like that. So it, it's, nice. it's, it's something that a lot of guys don't get to do. And I, I would encourage you to try it and not, you know, the devil puts shame on us or maybe guilt. Like, hey, I'm 40 years old. I've never hunted before. I think I'll never do it. And that's what I was there for. Like, I understood that there are guys that were maybe embarrassed to say, man, I've never hunted before. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what a deer print looks like. You know, I don't even know what a pheasant looks like, right? And that's kind of where we come in as men, and we all, it's just very good community. Basically, like when someone walks through a marriage problem, right? You Mm -hmm. confide in your good friends. You confide confide in men of God, and they walk you through it. There's no shame or guilt involved in that. And it's the same thing with with the hunting. Uh, So if you haven't done it before, you know, cast your fears out of that, uh, any doubt that you have, and just get with someone who hunts and says, you know what, I'd love to hunt with you. I'd love to hike with you because I'm telling you, most men, I enjoy taking newcomers out to the mountains that I live here now yeah. or out to the pine forest more than I enjoy actually harvesting any deer that I've ever shot. I think that has a part to play in why you've seen such great faith results because it's not just about you. It's about the guys you go out with. And yeah. when you're sowing those seeds, uh, we did a podcast a while ago and I called it 3D Faith. And I talked about the different directions that your faith should go, not just internal to receive. And James says, sometimes you don't have because you ask just to heap up your own desires. But you're excited about seeing these other guys mm-hmm. see faith work in their life. And anytime our faith reaches out, man, I just think the results are that much more automatic. Maybe there's a time. By faith and patience, we inherit the promise. But 
you're you're believing for other people, aren't you, as well with these seeds? Yes, and I mean, I I think I would be, um, I would have to plug this. Uh, plug it. Any anybody from New Creation Church knows Pastor Mark Romans ten seventeen. Um, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that is really where it boils down to. You could have faith. And I'm telling you right now, this is a great podcast for me to be a part of because there's some things that I forgot. There's some things that I drift away and I maybe take for granted in Mm -hmm. faith, uh, almost getting to the point where it's prideful, which is not right. You know, appreciate that. And, and hearing by the word of God, being in Bible school, getting back into even even with this podcast, looking at some of the old scripture that I would base my faith off of. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been times you could ask, hey, Don, have you ever sowed a seed for an animal and it didn't happen? Okay. Because, yes, it has. But every time, which has only been less than five, maybe even less than three, I've gone back and prayed and said, God, where did I miss it? So back to that story. Uh, where the second year where we had the eight pointer and the doe mm-hmm. and a three pointer, that three pointer was not filled at that hunt. Okay. So I had to show those guys at a campfire. Hey, I don't know what went wrong here. We didn't. And I looked at the memo and the memo in the check that I wrote said small. It had all, it had the doe, the eight pointer and the three pointer. For the small group of, and I had all the guys' names, of 2018. Not of those dates as I did before. The previous year was October 26th. Oh, so it was a wide window. The window was wider because I wasn't specific. So at that moment, that night, I woke up the next morning Mm. and I told these guys, sit around. I want to show you something. And I said, we, one of us will kill a three-pointer. And Trey Guillory, the next week, sent me a picture of a three-pointer dead in back of a red pickup truck. And (laughs) I remember that. There it is. Come on. So, God is faithful. Where are you so, like when you say you sow a seed, what are you giving to, like specifically? So, so in this instance, I I pray about it. And and that was one of the hard things in being a non-Christian reading the book was because I'm like, why am I paying money for something? Why am I sending money to a ministry? So I would sow a seed to a ministry that helped me impart that faith in what I do. So mm-hmm. in this case, Gary Cassie had written his book. Mm-hmm. It, it had been on my heart. I've read it maybe three times now. And I've applied the laws of the kingdom mm-hmm. that he teaches through scripture in his book. So I, my seeds were to Gary Cassie. Now, now in the past, they've been to some churches they, you know, um, there's been one here for that, for a faith hunt for, um, because of a message that I heard and it kind of imparted something into me and mm-hmm. I felt at that time. So it was just to a ministry, uh, that was on my heart. And in this case, it was because what I was taught from Gary Cassie, yeah. uh, faith life now ministries is, is, uh, yeah. is why I did it. Yeah. And you, this absolutely built your faith. I would imagine you left these scenarios with increased faith. Yes, my faith was totally increased. And when I forget about, as we move through our walk, that there's times in our life where we forget about our faith or we become double-minded, 
right? Like mm -hmm. that's where the devil will come in and get you on any of these faith hunts, faith for finances, faith for marriage, faith for anything. He'll step right in when you get double-minded. Mm -hmm. And, and double-minded is we're going to get a seven-pointer and the devil telling you, no, there's no seven-pointer. You're not going to get it. And then you're fighting that all the time. Right. So you have to stand 100% that it's coming. And that is the hardest part is to cast him out, to rebuke him, and to keep yeah. those thoughts in your mind. And, and, and one of the ways, actually the only way I know how to do that, is by the word of God. Yep. Yeah. Keep it in front of you. Yeah. Keep it in you. Yeah. So, you know, there's been, so some of the times when the seeds haven't been uh, imparted and uh, given naturally right there uh, and spiritually right at that moment, like I told you, is because I wasn't specific enough, which had happened. Mm -hmm. um, this past year, uh, I didn't get an elk. And you had asked me about that. And I went back and prayed. Do you know I wrote the seed? And I bet in a bit of somewhat pride, I didn't mail it off. It sat in the door of my truck. Mm. But I was going to mail it when I got back. But then the devil played with me, and he said, you never mm. mailed that check. You're not, you're not going to mail it anyway. If you don't kill an elk, you're not going to mail that check because you're wasting your money. Wow. You know you're wasting your money. Wow. I didn't harvest an elk, but guess what? I told you this, uh, John. Go for I it. said, I mailed that check. I mailed yeah. that check after because I have to show my faith to the yeah. Lord yeah. that next year I'm going to do it again correctly. I'm going to do it the way. I'm going to sow the seed. I'm going to mail it off. Well, I'm going to pray over it, and then I'm going to mail it off. And I've received it at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Praise God, because God's speaking to your heart. He's speaking to you about those yeah. things. I mentioned that, that your faith grew because that's what it's about. Literally, this podcast, the name of this podcast is Sowing and Growing. That's the name of the podcast. So I'm glad to know that. Yeah, you. S <laughs> oh man, we didn't even tell didn't, our guest the name even of know our what podcast. podcast he was on. I just thought it was John, John and John. This is Jonathan. This new creation church, and you're on a podcast. Oh, is that where I'm at? Okay. and growing. So we sow funny. seeds in different ways. Financial seed. The Bible says the sower sows the word. When you sow the word of God in your heart, He starts speaking to you on certain actions to do. And I would just encourage you this because I've done this, and this is just. I believe you can read and hear this, and God may say the exact same thing to you that he said to Don, and you'll do the same thing. You'll get the same results. But follow what God's speaking to your heart and what the word of God's telling you. Don't just follow someone's example. Because I've had different scenarios. I remember being in Ross. and I had The a store. Mind, the, yes, the store. Ross. I just didn't know if that was a forest or a town. Ross Town. No. <laughs> I was in Ross. I, I'm sorry. Arkansas. I assumed that we knew we were on a store basis. Okay, yes. Ross Just outside the of Little clothing Rock. store. <laughs> Dress for less, I believe, is their punchline. All right, go ahead. I'm getting sorry, sabotaged man. by my co host. <laughs> and I believe that God wanted me to go on some more mission trips and trips to minister around. Mm -hmm. And I walked by this set of luggage, and God's like, buy all the luggage, all the sizes. And I'm like, whoa. I, I was. I didn't quite have the money for that. He's like, do it. And you're sowing into your future. That was something he told me. After I bought those, literally trips opened up for me right after buying that luggage. But yeah. it's having the relationship with him, the word in your heart, so he can speak to you where to sow financial seeds and the word of God over your life. And you will grow, sowing and growing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and next time you're at Cabela's and you walk by the rifles and God tells you to buy five of them, buy them. Wow. You might fill your freezer full I of elk meat, man. <laughs> Well, my freezer wouldn't be very We're, hard to fill. Yeah, I gotta fill, funny. get a freezer by faith. When's your next faith hunt? Maybe I'll go on it. Well, my next faith hunt would be my elk hunt in September of next year. I do it every year. Um, I've done some elk hunts since I've been here. And uh, I know we're over time, but if you want me to tell another quick story, I can tell you a quick story. But yeah, it's uh, 
Don, I just have to ask this. Your definition of quick and my yeah. definition of quick may be two different things. No, this is very I'm giving quick. you a hard time. This is Do very it. quick. I want to hear So it. there was, uh, in 2000, <laughs> 2019 uh, elk season, I went back with two believers, three of us, uh, back mountains here in Colorado, and I'd sowed a seed for a cow elk, okay? I had have, I'd never harvested an elk before. Uh, I was archery hunting, very difficult, and I believed that God would at least let me break the ice with the cow elk. So I sowed a seed for a cow elk and I was hundred percent sure I was getting one. That's, that's the whole deal, right? Thanked him for it. I was even thinking about where I was, what processing place I was going to take it to, how I was going to get it out the mountain, the whole nine yards. And, um, two guys were with me. We hunted that first morning. We didn't see anything. I mean, it's not odd to not see an elk when you're elk hunting. Well, that next evening, as I, I took a nap, uh, it, it really became my, my heart. And this is what happens a lot of times. God's like, this is the moment. Like, it's it's happening. So we all started to walk our own separate ways from the campsite. And I called the two guys back. And I was like, hey, guys, can I pray? I want to pray before we go in. So I got into prayer. And I said, Lord, you know, please keep us safe. We, we you know, put angels above us. I don't remember the exact prayer. But I just blessed the group. And then I said, Lord, thank you for my cow elk as, as I will harvest it this evening. And in Jesus' name, amen. We walked off. A couple hours later, I shoot a cow elk. We, you know, next morning wake up, we get it, clean it, process it. These other two guys are looking at me like, what did you just do? So I'm like, I'm going to stay and hunt bear over the carcass, and you guys, let's get you an elk. So I think one of the guy goes, let me pray. <laughs> I want so, in on this. So, so he, he, so he says, "Lord, um, thank you for having us out here, and Lord, I ask that you give me an elk today." And Jesus' name, Amen. Well, he didn't get an elk. He asked. He didn't believe in faith. He didn't get his elk, <laughs> and it, he had the hardest time saying that. The next year, same thing. He would not. He seen me kill a five by five. He seen me kill a cow elk. But his his he it would not. The enemy would Was not. Was this allow a believer? To, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. So anyway, thank you guys for having me. And I know I went over time, but really appreciative. Oh, we're we're good. So, I had a few more questions. I had one more it. question. Well, just a statement. You can either affirm it or not. But part of the reason why your faith hunts are successful for you is because you're not just hunting to put a mount on your wall. You are fulfilling a biblical obligation to provide as a husband and a father. You're providing for your family with these hunts. Absolutely correct. Every yeah. one of our hunts, my hunts, I consider it a meat hunt. That's what right. they would call it in a natural. To us, it's food. We eat it all. I don't like shooting or harvesting anything that we can't eat. I teach my kids that. Praise I teach God. the guys mm -hmm. that. If we can't eat it or don't want to eat it, listen, if you want to kill a raccoon or a nutra and you're going to eat it, Go for it. Yeah, go for What's it. What's a nutcher? Yeah. A nutcher is a big rat. <laughs> is that a southern phrase? No, nutra, it's a nutcher rat. Just I no, I'll show, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. It's all they're all over the levees of New Orleans and uh they dig holes. They're big. Wow. They're like a big varmint. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know what that People was. Do eat them. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm getting at, to answer your question, yeah, it's meat hunts. And right. have I sowed a seed for a five by five elk? Yes, I have. You know, did you eat well, you that still five eat by it. five? Absolutely, right. it's all you done. Still eat it. <laughs> so, but it it comes back to uh, what I was telling you, and it was it was in Deuteronomy where people have asked me in the past, 
Why can't I fill my bathtub full of water and catch a rainbow trout in faith? Why can't I go fish in the Colorado River by faith and catch a marlin? Well, when and I had I had strum I struggled a little bit with trying to figure that out in Scripture. And when I found Deuteronomy, it was a Deuteronomy verse that I use for my property when I sell property in faith, mm-hmm. and it was about giving value and and not giving value to. And I was trying to find it here, but there is a verse in Deuteronomy, um, let's see, that talks about giving value to something, right? Mm-hmm. I can't go have a $50,000 piece of property and believe God to give me a million and a half for it tomorrow in faith. Right. So you have to have value in your finances when you're, when you're plant, sowing seeds, and you have to have value when you're hunting. Um, I'm, I can't go ask for a 12 by 12 bull elk when no one's ever it's never been killed the value i'm I'm depreciating god's value of the animals that he put here on this earth in those certain areas and game units and what Mm -hmm. it may be so so being i mean it sounds a little counter faith but being a little bit real realistic with your expectations i mean because the the example that you gave me was the reason why you can't catch a marlin in the colorado river is because a marlin doesn't exist in the Colorado River. So it's, it's according to God's natural habitat. Right. I think yeah. is what it is. God's and, natural and you know order. It wasn't things. Deuteronomy. <laughs> so it was Proverbs 20, 23. <laughs> it's about unjust I get scales. Those two I so it's possibilities of value. It says diverse weights are an abomination to yeah. the Lord and dishonest scales are not That's good. It. And, yeah. that, and that, that really spoke to me as a dishonest scale, gotcha. you know, of, of yeah. trying to get something. That makes sense. Well, yeah. so. and, I was just thinking, too, because you were saying, like, you feel like every man should hunt, which is a big, bold statement. But I'm thinking, like, in today's society, we've been conditioned to rely on grocery stores. I think 80% of probably, that's just a number I'm throwing out, is relying, like, if the store goes out, we go hungry. Right. Because we haven't, you know, done what you're saying. And so at least once somebody should go on hunt and experience that. And there's a, there's a it probably hits a lot different when you yourself kill and harvest an animal that is going to feed your family versus going to the grocery store. Yes, and you know as a man as a provider, it sure does help your heart. Yeah. It sure yeah, does I, fill I, your I gut. I feel it that without having yeah. felt it in because the natural. I feel that. What's the you sorry? Know, go ahead. And, and yeah, just to do it. And there's more to it than just going out there looking for an animal. You know, I was taught by my father, thankfully, how to scout, how to look for tracks, how to read, you know, trails and all this stuff. And I teach that. And but I would think you would every man would need to know that just so that it's in their heart. And it's 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 in Genesis. Like, I mean, God starts off like an equipping. You want to feel equipped. You want to feel like you can know that you can do it. That's right. That's right. What's like the (sighs) I know we're out of time and shorten it. Um, The emotional spiritual process of when you actually you know land that buck or whatever you you kill that deer and you harvest it what's going through you obviously tons of gratitude i'm 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 assuming the experience it's probably very emotional Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can see you getting emotional right right now because when you harvest an animal in the natural it's more of look what I did, the hard work I put in. In South Louisiana, a lot of people go make food plots, which are green fields. So they take these, they they get out there months before and they plant the grass and they build this beautiful deer stand and they wait for deer to come out and eat and they shoot it. And, they, and it's more of like, look what I did, right? right? So we learn in the natural that it's look what I did. 
it's look what I did. I did all of this, and I, I got all the deer eaten out of my field, and I could shoot them. Um, or I found the best spot. And when we hunt in faith, it's not look what I did. It's look what God did for me. Yeah. And, and, and at that, when that moment comes, when these seeds are filled, the prayer that comes out of your mouth over that animal is like yeah. no other prayer you've probably ever heard. Glory to God. You yeah. know, it's, it's all natural. It's all through the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? Because the Spirit speaks the truth. It's the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And when that happens, it's very emotional. But man, it's so good. It yeah. is like... I don't want to leave. And I'm looking at this dead seven pointer here and I'm just got my hand on him. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. You know, thank you, Lord. And I'm shaking and I got tears coming out my eyes. Same thing with my elk, same thing with my bear. Didn't even get into that. I know that, that, that's the 2020 season happened so quick. I harvested both of my seeds in less than 24 hours. Wow. Oh, 48 hours. I had missed a day. Yeah. So, and, and that's where it got to the point where like, this isn't even fun. Like, I'm going to have to start spacing these seeds out. <laughs> too yeah. much fun, too quick. Right. Yeah, my season's over. Yeah. Now i got to go back to work. Hey, but for those of us, which the majority of the people listening to this podcast call New Creation Church Home, they can come up and ask you about these stories, can't they? Absolutely. But you know what I mean? You better have an hour of your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He loves so, to share about them. Um, yeah. As we wrap up this podcast, we didn't let you know about this, but at the end of every podcast, we do something called the wisdom of the day. And that is, what is the one core thing from this discussion that we can take away, that we can chew on, that God can continue to grow in our hearts? So I know you didn't have a warning. We'll start off. But just think about the one takeaway for you from something that was shared. Um, I'll jump in because I actually have two. And I know that's kind of against the rules here. It's supposed to be one thing. But I'll start off with this. Because we just went over two podcasts about repentance. And I didn't miss what you said. You said the first time you got the book, you were not saved. And you saw it as magic. And you didn't find any real value in the book that you had. Correct? That's correct. But once you were saved, that changed. And I'm just thinking about... Sometimes, even for believers who are turned off, closed to the things of God, twisted to the things of God, you may need to repent, which starts with a change of mind. Go back to some things you've heard before, feed on them, and look at the great harvest, the great growth that'll come out of it. I noticed that from your story. The second thing is what you finished off by saying, that when we live by faith, it's look at what God has done for me opposed to look at what I did. So, so many people challenge the faith message, like, really, you're going to do this by faith? But when you really do it, it's not just about accumulating things. It's about giving God glory and your life giving God glory. People are going out and hunting. They're trying to sow into things that are going to grow their business, whether you give it to a ministry or not. (laughs) One point is involving God in the process and ultimately giving him glory and living your actual Monday through Saturday life by faith. The other one is just trusting yourself and man. So I just yeah. noticed that the fruit of faith is look at what God has done for me. That's yeah. amazing. Um, my wisdom of the day, what I what I took away from you is just the importance of sowing a seed when you're asking God for something and you got no seed in the ground. Um, don't be surprised when you're not reaping a harvest, you know, because he says uh, in Galatians, you know, uh, God's not mocked whatever man sows he reaps. It was just the law of sowing and reaping applies in every scenario of life. So the I I want to say audacity of of a believer saying I'm going to I'm going to I'm asking God for this 
this big thing, and they've got no seed in the ground. I mean, no wonder why we're not seeing better results. So, and sometimes it might be different than a financial seed. Whatever God's telling you to do to sacrifice in order for that harvest to come, it's important to listen. So, so I think my wisdom that was given to me throughout me on this podcast here um, was because we walk, I'm walking through some things and, yeah. and I really needed this for faith, right? To remind me of these things. I mean, like, I'm like, God, if you could bring me a deer, <laughs> you could bring me other things. And you have, right. I mean, I, so it, I used to, I had a bowl. Uh, I had a bowl that I filled up with all my um, seeds that I sowed and that God had given, given to us, yeah. you know, that we've received. And it was a big bowl. And I think I have them in a Ziploc bag somewhere now. And it was enough to write three books. Wow. And, and wow. I, I started remembering that when I was talking about the podcast. So to me, I, I had gotten to a point where I had a lot of confidence and the wisdom to me. And, and what I mean by that is confidence. And yeah, that don't I was miss a Christian. that. Godfidence. Godfidence. Yeah. I had confidence that I was a Christian and everything was going to work out right because I was strong in my faith and I've done this before and I, and I, and it's all right. And, and, but I think what I've remembered just now by speaking is the wisdom is failing to plant a seed and failing to pray may be the two biggest things to me of why some of my seeds have been uh, divided faith, essentially, like yeah. between the enemy picking yeah. on me mm-hmm. and not. And those are the reasons. Same again. And I wrote it here. I failed to plant a seed and I failed to pray, thinking that just my faith alone was good mm-hmm. enough to say in my head, I don't even need to tell anyone. I don't need to write it down. I don't need to pray about it. That. It's going to happen. And from your testimony, the prayer isn't just after you've planted a seed. You're praying about where to sow a seed, too. Prayer permeates the process. Right. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it tells me what to do and where to go. Um, and after this hunt didn't happen this year, and, mm-hmm. and that's the wisdom about failing to pray and failing to plant a seed, I wrote the check, but I didn't mail it. You had the wow. bag of seed in the garage, not wow. in the ground. Yes. In the car door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Praise, Praise the God. Lord. Praise hey, the Lord. This was fun, Don. Thank you. God is faithful, isn't he? Yeah. God yes, is good. This is great. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. And uh, We have another <laughs> thing that we do on this podcast. Whenever we have a guest, I'm not sure why it's funny, but it, what we like to do. <laughs> well, he's like, what is it? We're going to make what you it dance is. on the table. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We like to have our guests pray us out of this podcast. Would you be willing to do that for oh, the sure. audio listeners and even for us? Sure. Sure. Uh, Father God, we just come to you today, and we're just so grateful and thankful for your faithfulness, Lord, and your word that you have given us. Lord, we ask that you just impart a message to everyone that listened today. Uh, Give them um, eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord. We're just so grateful for you. We're grateful for your faithfulness, Lord, as we just step out and walk walk today around, uh, around our jobs and our finances and our marriages, Lord, that you are above us, you are with us, and you are faithful, Lord. And we just thank you so much for this, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again, Don, for being on the podcast. That was fun. And those of you who are listening, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. <laughs> and a review. It helps spread this podcast out to more people uh because the algorithm works that way so the more people who share it the more people who subscribe it is going to be put in front of more people and a whole lot closer to home it really encourages us yeah it does encourage (laughs) us yeah and so we believe you know we're not just doing this 
for no reason. We believe God told us to do this podcast. So um, we believe people are going to be blessed by it. So um, like and subscribe. That sounds like a YouTube thing. Subscribe, rate, whatever the process is on on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, all my small group buddies back in Louisiana, I better see y'all <laughs> subscribing to this. Logan, Wes, Dwayne, Brian, Kim, you name out. it. Jacob, out. y'all better get on this <laughs> yeah. thing now. We're going to be looking next week to see who's subscribed <laughs> to the John and jo- Jonathan and John podcast. <laughs> Sewing and growing. Sewing and growing. Here, watch. Yeah. I'll, I'll send us out the podcast <laughs> with the name. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Sewing and Growing podcast with Jay and Jay.